0: Lions, tigers, bears, giraffes, sea urchins, alligators, and all that shit. I'd like to introduce you to the Going Off Podcast, a.k.a. the bad boys of podcasting. Oh boy! Ladies and gentlemen, we've got quite a show for you lined up this week. Going Off Podcast, Rap Critic and Muse. Rap Critic, how are you doing this week? You know, I was
1: just thinking, man. You know, when we were kids, belonging felt cool, but having respect... (laughs) That felt even better.
0: Oh, <laughs> the cop shot the kid. The cop shot the cop. <laughs> cop shot, uh, we Sampling fucking guys get it. Use it
1: sparingly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh god. Um. So we're talking about Tupac uh, later on. Tupac's. Uh, me against the world from uh, 1995. But before we get into that, we got another topic that I think people are gonna want to hear us talk about: the Double XL freshman ciphers for 2018. Ooh, yeah, boy, oh boy.
1: Let's um, get into
0: it. I got them ranked like you ranked the freestyles uh, last time. But you know what I found fascinating was that it seemed like Double XL ranked them for me. It's like they knew what I was gonna be doing. So we got three videos. Uh, the first one only got two dudes in it. Yeah, someone is mysteriously missing. Someone is mysteriously missing who would have put that shit over the fucking top. You know, it just needs to be said. Uh, the second one's got three folks in it, and the last one has three in it. Talk about putting your best foot forward with, uh, J.I.D. And Ski Mask knocking it out of the goddamn park to start things off. You couldn't have asked for a better way to start. The only thing I have written down for J.I.D. is 5 out of 5 next. Because, I mean, <laughs> what the hell else? I think last week we were talking about, you know, making the double XL freshman cipher, the introduction to get, let people know what you're about. I think J.I.D. might have overdone it. Like... <laughs> you no, know, you gotta keep some in the reserve. But Ski Mask uh, was the second best, in my opinion, overall. I gave JID uh, a 5, and I gave uh, Ski Mask a 4. Could have been a 5. When you look at the time code for the video, um, it's like 80% JID, because he fucking goes and goes and goes. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, that only leaves Ski Mask like a fourth of the time. Which is weird, because all the other videos have three people. You'd think they'd take advantage of not having a third person in that one.
1: Well, I get the feeling—I get the feeling that they were expecting to have a third person, and he didn't show up. And
0: yeah, let's let's talk talk about about
1: that. Yeah, because of all these people, Trippy Red is the one that I've been keeping my eye out for the most. And for him to to have the excuse that the reason why he didn't do it is because oh, the beats were probably going to be lame because they've been lame before, and so I didn't want to rap over it. That's a cop out. That is totally a cop-out. Like, why? But it's like, but why, though? Because it's not like... Like, I, I maybe he was intimidated by J.I.D. Because I, I don't know what else it could possibly be. Like, why would you not... That is such a weird excuse to be like, ah, uh, the beats are probably going to be white. Because, you know, like, on top of that, it also kind of, like... Makes the other guys look dumb, like, yeah, and here we are rapping over a whack beat, like, <laughs> you know?
0: <laughs> well, it just means that they have less of a uh, standard, I guess, that or they're more, you know, or that they respect it more. I don't know. There's definitely different ways you can look at it.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. But it just feels like, in his eyes, he's just like, oh... All those beats are whack anyway, so I'm not even going to bother. And, you know, like, the beats weren't even that bad this year. Like, what is he talking about? Like, they were completely eh, I mean, they serviceable. they weren't
0: great. Like, if it weren't the beat, then yeah, I don't know what else it could have possibly had been. Like, like, is he
1: that type of guy? Like, is he really on that, like, no, this beat does not fit my standards, so I could not, you know... Uh, uh, allow my vocals to grace a track that is below my st- Like, is it, like, is, cause that, cause that's setting a pretty high standard for yourself, bro. Cause, like, I'm just saying, when it comes to album time, I better not hear,
0: nah, I nah, don't want a wag beat on your fucking album. <laughs> You better you know not have saying? Kanye like, producing on that album is all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, that really does set the expectation really high. Like, oh, okay. This guy <laughs> yeah. expects the best and nothing less. That's fine. <laughs> all right, all right. Just keep up that same energy. I want to hear the, I want to hear some classic shit when I get get to your album, bro. It may very well be the fact that hey, you know, a lot of people have his name on their lips. Maybe it's like, you know, Maybe I want to leave people waiting, keep them uh anticipating Maybe. me, which you know again kind of disses everybody else who participated. Yeah, it's just like uh, so. It's kind it's, of uh, it's kind of tricky. Yeah, it feels like a bit of a short-sighted comment, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like if you just don't think the double XL freshman ciphers mean that much, that's whatever. You know, fine. Because honestly, people probably aren't going to be talking about these. You know, come album time anyway. So, maybe he didn't think it was worth his time. It very well could have been the fucking beats. Who knows? Then again, it's like, do they surprise you? You can't even get to hear them? Like, what the hell? Like, I've always wondered how that works, and I think we said this last year, too. Like, do they know what the beat is gonna be like when they're, uh, when they're writing their shit? But like I said before, if he would have taken part in that first video, that first video would be fucking legendary. Because... Uh, G.I.D. and Ski Mask did a phenomenal job.
1: Yeah, Ski Mask is so, like, it's like, once again, it's not that it was uh, technically great verse, but it was so interesting. But I hated, 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 hated that they cut off the beat, because if you listen to what he's doing, he's playing with the time, with his flow, and if the no. beat was underneath him, you would be able to hear that better. Like, they tried to have an XXXTentacion moment this year, you know with him, when, it, like, it didn't even seem right, because it's like, dude, J.I.D. already fucking killed it, like, you can't, like, we can't choose now to cut off the beat, because that obviously should've been the point where that should've happened, you know? So, like, with him, where it's like, it's not it's not that he's bad, he's just not, he's not J.I.D. He's not rapping like, X, 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 and Tassio, which sounds like he's, like, summoning the fucking devil.
0: And it's weird that they only gave him about a quarter of the time, or I guess, you know, it depends on how much you have written. You have no idea how much fucking flame J.I.D. Yeah. is bringing to the table. You don't know he's preparing fucking half a song yeah, for the right. damn
1: freestyle. I was a little harsher on them than you were. Uh, I, I actually gave J.I.D. I gave him a, a three and a half, you know. Yeah, Ski Mask gets a one. Wow. Uh, but like I said, it was interesting. I mean, like, he had some dope stuff. Uh, J.I.D. had some dope stuff where he says, like, um... If you, if you don't like it, tell that nigga jump. If you feel feeling curvy, if you're sleeping I mean, we can make a permanent, leave a sneaking in, you permit, yeah, yo, that was that, that was dope. Um, but then, what was that one line? It was like, I live life like a baby that was dead at birth, but came alive and fucked the nurses.
0: I mean, it, it felt like Eminem, but... <laughs> but that doesn't even
1: make sense. Wait, he was dead, and then, and then he just came back alive and just started
0: humping the nurses. Like, what the fuck? Like... I wasn't nearly as strict when it came to the lyrics on these. Because a lot of them just kind of felt like people fucking around.
1: Definitely, definitely, definitely. So, yeah, I, I did give some legions. I gave some legions, yeah, you know. Yeah, I don't know
0: how serious, uh, your boys took it this time around. Um, so, yeah, m- my ratings might be a little higher. I gave NYB Namir and Stefan Don both 3.5 out of 5. I thought they did a fine job, uh, Namir. Um, I thought his, up until that point, um... Was the only one that actually could have sounded like it could have been its own single. Uh, mm-hmm. the, the point was on flow, I thought, until the end. Um, yeah, it was kind of sort of typical uh, gangbang lyrics. Uh, nothing really jumped out. Right, right. At me, it was exactly. kind of you know it was kind of generic. Um, and the second half, uh, he switched it up a bit, and it got a little bloated because he tried to do too much there, and he just kind of lost track yep. of it, and it wasn't nearly as <laughs> mm-hmm. tight. And with Stefan Don, who if folks who weren't listening to last week's show um, or whenever it was, we talked about um, the individual fr- uh, freestyles, and Stefan Don was the- your uh, worst. Got got your uh, your worst score. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought this time around. I thought she did a lot better job. Um just from Oh yeah, the... she had
1: energy, she had flow,
0: she had uh, at least like a couple more punchlines in there. As far as the flow goes, I have written down here that she was like a turret uh shooting bullets. It was a very <laughs> it was like mechanical. It was yeah. and it was all really cool. It was it was good wordplay this time. Not a lot of it was very memorable. Unfortunately, she ended it with uh some repeating lines which felt like a cop-out but sounded nice enough that i didn't particularly mind
1: yeah she at least had the personality
0: yeah i thought her verse like uh namir's sounded like it could have been a verse in a standalone single and would have performed uh well enough on its own the worst i thought from that video was wi-fi and i only gave him a three yeah that was pathetic i thought he was okay i don't even think it rhymed Like, (laughs) the only part, um, the only criticisms I have is that, um, I was confused by the Ash Ketchum line, because he says, Ash Ketchum, I guess you gotta polish this. I I don't know what Ash Ketchum would have been polishing, except maybe Pokeballs, but I don't think he ever did that, so that made no sense.
1: Yeah, I think there was supposed to be, like, another play on words, but he messed it up, and just, like, there's a lot of rhymes here where it feels like he's bringing up References to things for the sake of like flipping it, but then it never really happens. Like he says, I'm not slopped up in this pimp C bumping heavy. I'm like, Whoa, why does it say pimp C? What's going on? And then hold up mama for the blade. Looks like I'm ready for take. can't see my legs. Space now. Diamonds outer space. Wow. Like, what? I really feel lost in the weeds when I was listening to him. And like I said, like it didn't even rhyme that much. So it was just like, I I mean, and now I can respect, like it's obvious that he freestyled this, but. I'm not gonna give you props just because you freestyled this, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's a, there's supposed to be a reason why this should matter more than, like, you know, the -the on-the-block freestyle. You see, like, YouTube videos all the damn time with dudes who can spit way better than this, but don't have, you know, a really nice fancy camera and a whole setup. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's just like, then why are you doing this, you know? Like, at least come with something. Which brings me to uh the most interesting of the three (laughs) freestyles um because Lil Pump you know I I was thinking about this I saw him like wearing you know the really nice iced out jacket with the money in both pockets I'm thinking like (laughs) I had an idea and let me say this I think Lil Pump is the hair metal of hip-hop oh okay I see that like you know
0: like he's more image than anything else
1: Yes, I remember people would talk about, like, the hair metal bands of the 80s, you know, with all the laser light shows and stuff, and then they were like, we did that because we didn't think we were a very good musician, so we had to cover up for it with something else, <laughs> you know? And, like, there really is that being like, look, hey, hey, don't look at the actual lyrics, I'm just doing a fun little chorus, hey, and I'm throwing money, hey, and I'm just, you know, like, it's just like, alright, you know, whatever, and, I mean, I still don't like it, but, honestly, here might be the best version of what his style is that I've ever heard, even though I still don't know what the fuck he's saying, because he's still, like, mumbling the shit, which I really don't like, because, like I said, if he would have actually said it, it would have actually kind of worked better, because it's like, oh, I can sing along with this now, instead of, wait, what did he say? Whoa, what? But then when I actually look up the lyrics on Genius, I was like, oh, that was actually kind of slick. Oh, okay. You know, I still don't get the Bust down sitting on right wrist, but all right, whatever.
0: I, I don't know. know. I, I thought out of the third video, which, while it was the worst one, it felt like the most fun because. It felt like the most cohesive. The way it starts, it's mm. just Blockboy JB and Smoke Perp are fucking into it. They are hyping up right. Pumps Verse. They're losing their minds throughout. They're jumping around. They are fucking feeling it. It's like they wanted to fucking be there. That's it. That's exactly it. And I wish that the other freestyles had that same energy.
1: Oh, oh, the second freestyle definitely just feels like three people in a room and they have to, you know, one by one by one.
0: it's like every year there's at least one video designer and a little dicky from like two years ago or last year where like they're all in the background, like laughing and cutting up or whatever. Like, I like that shit. But when it's just... Three dudes who, like, don't know, you know, each other from Adam, just kind of in a room, like, they feel obligated, like, there's no energy, it's whatever. Yeah,
1: at least here there's energy. Like I said, J V, uh, again, well, I actually think he had the best verse on here, but... It's not even that it was like that great because he definitely falters at the yeah, end. Yeah. What the fuck was that? He says, "Oh my god!" I'm in the lead in Italy, it is from France. I got a bitch. She from Japan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stop it! But well, he you just dropped off- them bands. I think these n words don't stand a chance in the lead. This <laughs> shit come from France. I got a bitch. She from Japan. A. <laughs> 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 Boo! <laughs> Look, I-, I gave I gave uh, Black Boy JB be uh the fucking he i thought he was the worst out of all of them <laughs> yeah look, look, look. okay hold on hold on hold on let me explain let me explain
1: because now that i'm looking back at it it was the first half of his verse that got me in and it was the second half that drew me back out now remembering <laughs> and you know when the twist happened it happened right at the when he rhymed the words with the same fucking words like you tell you it's a death sentence i'm on another level pulling holes, i need a level. i was like, oh okay. I remember days I had the 38 special. Like, all right. I remember days I rode the short
0: bus. I'm special. Oh, someone in the background was like, "Oh, like someone was feeling it." I forgot who it was. But <laughs> someone thought that was slick. And then he was like, "I just broke a fucking rule." Like, what? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. I, was like, what? <laughs> I was thinking the same thing I was like is there a fucking rule book Of like things you don't say or, like, There might be think? like don't bring up Like special needs kids You know like <laughs> but, but then he's like I just brought a tool Like oh no is he like Did he bring a fucking gun to the cypher Is that, the, is that
1: what he's saying <laughs> Well he does say black boy JB Yeah we gonna shoot
0: <laughs> uh, He did have like the longest As far as I remember um, yeah, one so. in that bit because all Pump brought was a tiny verse, which I thought out of the three, I thought he did the best. Um, it was all right. The flow was cool. I thought he did nice there. Um, wrapping it up with the refrain that kind of went throughout the whole video. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, typical brag rap though was kind of whatever. JB just felt like he was just spitting random shit. Um, Perp, I thought. Did a better job than on his individual freestyle, definitely. But there were just a cut. There was some parts here that I've written down. where I was like, "Eh," where he goes, "Uh, and he'll try to play me like a bitch, and I'm a rob him. Pull up in a granny's. I'm a truck. I'm a pop him, like rob him and pop him." Oh, I was like, mm.
1: uh, and then he goes, "Uh, well, uh, cause grannies and pop."
0: <laughs> oh. Eh, that kind of saves it a little bit, actually, now that that you point that out. (laughs) Uh, And the other two parts, because there were two parts. um, Sneak this until we pop at the trap spot. Bitch, I keep a Mac, and I ain't talking Macintosh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, on that red dot, looking like a Hindu when I put him on that red dot. Really? On that red dot, and on that red dot. Fucking, come on, stop. You can tell. You can tell immediately that when he said red dot,
1: like that was when he went like, oh, snap. I should have used this line first <laughs>
0: <laughs> for red dot. Yeah. And now it's too late. Uh, fuck it. <laughs> you know? So overall, I got JID, Ski Mask, NYB Namir, Stefflon Don, Wi-Fi's Funeral, Lil Pump, Smoke Perp, and Blockboy JB uh, picking up the rear. JID, then Ski
1: Mask then steflon don little pump then black boy then smoke perp for me bringing up the rear is ybn namir and finally Wi-Fi's funeral, funeral because that was just pathetic and ybn namir like i said like yeah did a little do slightly something interesting near the end of his verse but the rhyming ak with ak and emptying this bitch out with carrying this bitch out like why being Namir didn't get my attention. It was just like the this is just the cookie cutter. Like everything I'm getting from him is just like, yep, this is exactly what a gangster rap verse sounds like. Moving on, you know, like it's such like the boilerplate. This is just what that is. And like I said, mm-hmm. Wi-Fi's funeral was just pathetic. There's absolutely nothing going on there. I rate freestyles harsher because I mean, there is that possibility for someone to be so fucking good that it's just like if I were to put this on the same level with everyone else, it wouldn't be fair. You know, so I try to go, like, all right, well, from the ground up, everyone has to build up. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like with the way I rate things, I usually start at, like, usually a song starts with a three until I start feeling, you know, which way I feel about it, right? But with freestyle, since it's just the lyrics, I start them at zero, and so they have to build up from there. You know what I'm oh, saying? Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, so, so when I give J.I.D. a three, it's not to be like, oh, it's because it was average. It's because, like, lyric for lyric building up. That was what he got, good and bad lyric. You know what I mean? Um, And so with the other guys, it does seem harsher. Like, Ski Mask is the only one who gets a one, and everyone else gets kind of like a zero. (laughs) But, But, again, that's with the understanding that this is like, I mean, this isn't, a lot of them are freestyling, so it's not even supposed to be taken that seriously. So don't take me giving something a zero that seriously, because it's literally just lyric for lyric. Like, that, honestly... When I give something a zero at this point, it basically just means they gave an equal amount of good and bad lyrics for the most I part. I see
0: what you mean. You know okay. what I'm
1: saying? Like, mm. they they just didn't elevate where it was more good lyrics than bad lyrics. You know what I'm saying? Um, and so with other cats where it's like all 16 bars were a waste, they get like negative eight, you know? <laughs> yeah, right,
0: yeah. We got Tupac, Me Against the World, and it is once Woo. again another uh, Patreon-requested album review. Yeah, by Eric Schenefeld. And if you have an album that you want us to talk about, just check out either of our Patreons, patreon.com slash rapcritic or patreon.com slash muse. So our third Tupac album, uh, before we talked about All Eyes On Me and his debut album, uh, this is his third album overall in his discography. Um, how do you think it, uh, stood up against, uh, his debut?
1: Well, I'll start by saying this. This shit's starting to hurt listening to Tupac retroactively, man. I can't keep doing this. Like, oh my god. The first song is called If I Die Tonight.
0: Like, stop. Someone stop this. (laughs) There's a lot of, um, hindsight is twenty twenty shit. shit on on this album. A lot of it that's kind of like, mm, which I'll get to later. (laughs) I mean, the fucking intro... (laughs) The intro I wanted to talk about briefly. Um, The intro is interesting. The intro kind of gives you a summary of almost like one of those um, how I spent my summer vacation summaries. But instead, (laughs) it's Tupac's uh, tumultuous uh, last year that it's a collection of what sound like obviously fake news clips you know you what know, you know what i'm talking about where it's like <laughs> it's just dudes yeah. they had you know around the studio because no one has a fucking like news anchor voice they all just tupac was shot outside his studio in manhattan like that one uh get at the beginning of that
1: will smith album Where it's like, this is Will Smith's return to the world of rap. I was like, you're not a reporter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's like there was so not a cadence or the professionalism in any of their voices. You can hear it. You can hear the absence of it. (laughs) Uh, One person makes reference to him assaulting a director. One person makes reference to him uh, shooting uh, the off-duty police officers. But most of the clips overall talk about how um, in November of 94... Uh, Tupac was shot five times at a recording studio, then checked into a hospital, then checked himself out of the hospital against doctor's orders. Talk about playing it up. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah, they made it sound like he is one tough customer, which isn't really the overall theme on the album. Like, he's not that type of guy, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's not the don't fuck with me guy, you know, that's fucking like Ice Cube or whatever.
1: It feels like that really started being injected into his personality.
0: Yeah, like they thought that was going to sell records, him being a tough yeah. guy. Yeah,
1: and and in a way, it's like, well, he is in prison at this point, mm-hmm. and they need to find a way to make this sell. And if he's in prison, dude, we got to push records. We're selling that.
0: The very next day that he was shot, he was found guilty of three molestation charges and was put in jail over um, being accused of rape in 1993. Oh, and we're gonna get to that. Something that just gets left out of the intro. Why he's in prison? That just doesn't. That just doesn't get thrown <laughs> in there. Uh, right, right.
1: <laughs> you just go like you go bring up everything in his life except for the actual
0: reason why he's in prison. Yeah, which is a big fucking. <laughs> that's a glaring omission. <laughs> that's that's not accidental. Uh,
1: whoops, we forgot to include the part about him being accused of sexual assault.
0: Don't get us wrong, he'll bring it up later in a track that's extremely hard to listen to. Um, (sighs) so... So, yeah, we get If I Die Tonight, first track. I I didn't
1: love it. I mean, it worked for the intro, definitely, but man. And, and, you know, I'm going to admit, I'm a human being, and my experience with things is colored by, you know, in a way, the artist. I'm sorry, it just is. And... Like, I can't fucking listen to a track about a dude talking about if I died at night knowing damn well that he died not even a year later. It's just like, holy fuck, this is really hard to get through, man. Like, I just, like, and, and so I don't know how to feel about it. It's just like, I don't want to listen to a dead man talking about, like, oh, man. when I And, like, just, you know, he, like, this is a man wrapped in his own mind about his own death. He is fucking obsessed. And it's just like, yeah. dude, will you please, like, live your fucking life? Like, oh my god. Like, you're like, I know, like I said, it, it it really does ruin it, but I'm just like, do you just really wish you could have a time machine to, like, stop talking about death all the,
0: all the goddamn time, enjoy the little bit p- you've had, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, when you got If I Die Tonight, followed by a song, "Me Against the World, and then later, right? death around the corner, uh- Tupac, come on. <laughs> Dude, like, I get it. Like, he was fucking (laughs) onto something, is all I'm gonna say. He fucking knew what was up.
1: But holy God, is it exhausting? That's what it is. Yeah. It's exhausting. Like, this is more of a historical document than a fucking (laughs) piece of entertainment at this point. Because it's just documenting, like, everything that he was going through in his mind into song, right? And and, and and I mean that in more ways than one, right? You know, we're talking about the gangster rap shit and, you know, the suicidal tendencies, all that sort of stuff, which I think he did way better than Biggie, by the way. Just oh, throw yeah. that out there. Tupac does retrospective material better than Biggie. But going later to that old school track, I think Biggie Smalls does uh, a tribute to old school better than
0: Tupac does. Tupac's old school was just a fucking list of names and didn't really right? make me feel any type of way. like. <laughs> Like, maybe if I was a black dude in the early 90s, you know, who had the same experiences, I'd be like, oh shit, yeah, I'm totally feeling what he's talking about, but as as a white dude in 2018, I'm just like, he's just listing... Listen off rapper names and we've talked about this on the show before too about how young of a genre rap is
1: right like he called out de la soul and
0: it's like dude (laughs) didn't you have beef with them at one point (laughs) like they weren't even that old school yet like they were around till 99 like he's talking about krs1 who like had an album out at the time like come the fuck (laughs) on dude i don't know what the criteria for old school is but it's like less than a decade before what you're even talking about yeah. <laughs> How does that qualify? But yeah, I like, don't know. Like
1: you were li- like that would be weird if someone did a track shouting out like "Soldier Boy." Oh yeah, the old school of my youth. It's just like I mean, I guess, but you know, like because technically this song was made in '95. De la Soul. What was their album like '88, '89? Oh, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. so, like it, it, hey, if someone shouted out "Soldier Boy" today, like wouldn't that shit make you feel old, like? <laughs>
0: i <laughs> you're like, wait, Soldier person is this person's old school? What the fuck is going on? <laughs> like, I guess they'd have a point, because it was a while ago, but, like, yeah, I don't know if that's old school. Like, I mean, yeah, I guess. like, that's not, yeah. If, if your fucking genre, you know, makes that the benchmark, you know, if that's the standard of what is old, then, yeah, sure, I guess so, but, eh. <laughs> just but, feels um, weird every time.
1: But me against the world, I feel like was honestly a a much more uh, solid. Like it, it was working more around his ideas, so I was able to enjoy it more than just the macabre nature of "If I Die Tonight." You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because like he says shit like um, "Don't make no excuses," because this is how it is. What's the use unless we're shooting? No one notices the youth. That was a really dope mm. line. Like, and, and that's the thing. Like Tupac really is gangster rap with like soul and and heart to it because like i hear all the rappers today doing exactly what he's doing but minus the introspection that makes it important you know like specifically him saying unless we're doing something violent no one cares it's like and doesn't that in a way sort of make you go like oh this shit is a call for help because no one's listening otherwise you know what i mean like all this violence, all this shit it's just like in one way, you'll at least fucking pay attention to us. And it's like, well, well, you didn't care when we were starving, but when I had to rob someone in order to, you know, make ends meet for the night, now you care. Now we need to get me off the streets. But no one was trying to get me fed before I had to rob someone, you know? So it's like, it's that sort of shit that he breaks down, That's it's just like, that's exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. Like, this would be considered gangster rap in the 90s, but this would not be considered gangster rap now. This would be considered, like, oh, conscious rap. But this is... You know, the gangster telling the next generation like, "Hey man, you know, they're gonna try to fuck you over. Be smarter than them." You know, like that's fucking awesome. Um, but what I absolutely abhor and I will totally take I will totally take a dead man to task for doing this shit. So you have this track which is like, "Yeah, man, let's be better. Let's help the next generation." And then the final track,
0: that shit turned my stomach. I was about to fucking vomit. There is no reason why that song had to be on this album. It should have ended with fuck the world or death around the corner. And
1: it was one of those things where, like, you know, I'm trying to give him the benefit of the doubt is, like, is he trying to, like, illustrate how, you know, isn't it messed up that it happened so young? But it's just, like, no, because even if that is the point, even if it is supposed to be satirical, we're, we're showing you a scenario in which someone is talking to, you know, a young kid and, you know, getting them into the game and shit like that. It's just, like, it doesn't do enough to show that it's trying to show you that this isn't the way you know what I mean like it literally just sounds like ha, yeah and here's my 11 year old fucking cousin or some shit don't you want to be a gangster till you die at 25 too it's just like ah,
0: no it feels like again like he had a reputation to uphold you know like it was that episode of Atlanta where They have the the actor playing their representation of Justin Bieber. You remember that episode? And Paperboy is, like, trying to explain to everyone that he's not a bad guy, you know, but Justin Bieber is over there being, like, everyone's favorite, but he's an obnoxious asshole who, like, should be who everyone hates, but everyone's looking at Paperboy like he's the problem. And at the end of it, he's talking to a reporter, and he's like, hey, man, you know, I'm not a bad guy. I I just want you to know. And the reporter looks at him and goes, hey, word of advice, play your role. People don't want to hate Justin. They want to hate you. And it's like oh, that was such a fucking like that really does put it into perspective of these pop, fucking pop cats, you know, they can do no wrong. But the rapper, the reputation, the stereotype, the the fucking perception is already there. You know, that that rap is violent, it's misogynistic, it's homophobic. So People have to go out of their way to break that stereotype. And then if you dare even try to break that stereotype, now all of a sudden, oh, you're one of those fucking conscious rappers that people don't want to fuck with. Right. Oh, you're, ah, fucking SJW doesn't want to fucking talk about gay people. Like, that's all of a sudden, like, wow, really? People want to throw you in a box so quick so that they don't have to think about
1: what you're actually saying and what you're actually doing and the implications of it. They want to cast you aside
0: so fucking fast that it's like, like, Tupac, said, Tupac with he's your trying! Boy Justin Bieber,
1: yeah, like I said, with your boy Justin Bieber, he's still considered a pretty boy. Like, even though, if he had done half the shit that he had done, the exact same shit, but with darker skin, he'd be Tiger right now. Like, oh <laughs> you know? Oh god, yeah. No one gives a fuck about Tiger, and he was doing some of the exact same shit with Justin Bieber, wasn't it? There was like one time when they were like, there was a period of time where they were just hanging out, doing all the same dumb shit.
0: But with Tupac, you can tell he's trying on this album to kind of every so often. I mean, fucking Dear Mama, really? Like, if, there's more of an out, if there was more of a song that was trying to, like, clean up your image. Like, that's the fucking one, right? But then there's other songs on here. Like, only songs later, you got Outlaw. It's like, who the fuck is Tupac really? And who am I supposed to, like, think is the real dude on here? But here's
1: the thing. He is so good at doing... All of that. Going back to my point of saying, like, this album really is like this is just the doorway to his mind for that year and a half period. Yeah. Like you can feel the reality of everything he's saying. So many tears when he man, like, holy shit. That's a cra- I mean, there are a couple of whack rhymes in there. I kind of don't like how Tupac rhymes pain with again a couple of times on this album. That that's kinda
0: yeah. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of how he does, how he repeats lines and yeah. overall themes. Like, there's probably like three or four songs on this album alone that he does the fucking is there a heaven for a G? Like, oh, okay. Yeah, he does I say that it. a
1: couple times. Like the yeah. fucking
0: thugs need love to... Oh,
1: he-. Uh, he just out and out says it. It's just like, ah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> like, was, was this a time where that wasn't as codified into I like, was wondering the Yeah like
0: DNA? Yeah, like it, so it sounds like, uh, uh, you know, outdated to us now. <laughs> it's so fucking trite, but it's like, was it new? Like, was it a new concept? at the mm-hmm. time it's like listening to that first rapper go i'm be- i'm here to say and you're like oh yeah. no but then you look at it and it's like no no that was like fucking fresh at the time <laughs> no one had said that it's like oh shit all right <laughs> uh, and,
1: and let's not let's not throw aside dear mama because that is a fucking
0: classic man. oh yeah no 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 i'm not i'm not trying to shit on it at all oh okay i'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. that in the fucking grand scope of the, the image that he had in the press that was being presented on the albums, and especially on the intro track on this one, that it almost feels like that was trying to, like, balance out the scale.
1: You know what would have been dope? If the intro, in addition to including all the horrible things he did, also had, like, news stories about good shit he was doing. You know? Yeah. Like, wouldn't it be cool if it was like, look at him doing this horrible thing? Ah, but he also set up a charity for da-da-da-da-da. Look at right. him doing this horrible thing. Ah, but he also did that. So it's just like, man, I don't know what to think of him. You know, that would have been a better setup than look at the Trouble, look at the Trouble, look at the Trouble, help us sell records, help us sell records, because you guys like, you know, Trouble. Wouldn't it have been more interesting if, to be like, hmm, why does it include good and bad? Oh, and then you listen to the album. Oh, because we're going to get both sides, because Dear Mama doesn't sound nearly like it should be on the same album as uh, um, Fuck the World you know but he makes it <laughs> no. work and also sequencing is also really good here too like because i believed the progression from dear mama to fuck the world because the songs in the middle make that work you know what i'm saying like sequencing is so goddamn important because it's all gangster rap shit but lord knows works right before dear mama right mm. because it's that shit but it's still it's not talking about i'm gonna fucking rebel and shoot the world it's like I'm just getting fucking weighed down by all this shit. Jesus Christ. I just saw my homie die in my arms with his brains hanging out. Like, yeah, man, you know? And then you get that. And then going into, you know, the very first line of the song of dear mama is when I was young, me and my mama have beef 17 years old, kicked out on the streets. So we have the context for, I went through a lot of shit. And then the first line is my mom kicked me out because of all the trouble I was doing. But you know, I love her and and I care so much about her. And I mean, straight up and down, I've always felt like the last verse was a bit um, disconnected in a way, like disjointed. It felt like they were just like different. Like it felt like the lines weren't connected. It was just like he was saying different things. But then I really thought about it and I was like, you know, this feels like all the different things you would say if you thought you would never see your mom again. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. mm-hmm. every little mini line just feels like, And if I had one more thing to say, it would be this. And if I had one more thing to say, it would be this, you know? So, yeah, that song is definitely an untouchable classic. Um, But then you have songs like Can You Get Away. At first, when I heard this song, I didn't know how to feel about it. I I can't lie. Like, when I didn't know the particulars, how many songs have we heard that are literally this? That are like, leave your man for me because I'm, you know, I got money and I can take Uh, care of you. But yeah. In this specific instance, it's actually about someone, people speculate. But, like, there's a lot of oh. info that, that could let you know. Yeah. So the thing about it here is, you know, so many of these songs, these Thug me, Love 2 songs are all about your girl left me because you're not an adequate lover or or I got more money and da-da-da. But this song is like, hey, girl, leave your boyfriend cuz I think he's being really abusive and I want to help you and I really like you and I really wish that I could be with you but and and it's like at first hearing it you know in 20 in my 2018 mind I'm thinking like I'm thinking Drake right here's another guy that's using the fact that someone is in a situation in order to manipulate them to, that emotionally manipulative shit you know don't let him tell you what to do let me tell you what to do he's like yeah leave that relationship and yeah, you're already been proven to be a girl who's really submissive so yeah come with me and I, you know what I'm saying like it's that type of shit that I fucking hate through the way he tells a story you definitely get the idea that he's not trying to take advantage of this person being uh, quote unquote damaged or whatever. Right? Because that, that, that's what the big thing is, right? The fucking damaged goods sh- trope where it's like, ooh, I can get her into bed because she's already done da, 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 da. that whole bullshit, right?
0: But there's still that one line, and you might know which one, where you have the back and forth, where you have the female uh, singer, and she's just like, you know, I can't get away or whatever and tupac is like yeah you can you must you must just not want to or some shit like yeah if someone's in an abusive relationship yeah tupac it is that hard the verses work the chorus where he
1: talks doesn't no 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 because uh, no. in the verses i do feel like he he actually cares for this person in fact in the first verse he says like uh when we first met i didn't have sex we were just like hanging out you know what i mean like he he said um What is he says? Oh, he says, I can see your state of misery from the introduction. Ain't about no sucking and and touching, just harmless discussion. Maybe we can see a better way, find a brighter day, late night phone conversations. Would that be okay? You know, you you get the sense that it's just like, he is trying to be nice about this. But like you said, when it gets to that chorus, it does not sound as sympathetic as you would want it to be. Like, because it sounds like he's not really taking it, like- I know it's hard, but can you get away? Oh, come on, let's go. Let's get out of here. You know, what did is, what is he say the second time? He's just like, you ain't happy, huh? Y- yeah, yeah, like he said, I can't get away. Yeah, you can. You ain't happy, huh? Can you get away? I, I, is he beating on you? Like, the way he says it doesn't sound concerned. It sounds like, oh, is that rascal not treating you right? You know, like, that's the way he's saying it instead of like, yo, what's going on? Like, can we get you out of this situation? You know, Tupac is so good at tonation, that makes you really feel, understand, like, oh my god, what's that one sex song he did? Temptations, oh my god, when you hear his voice, like, the way his voice, it's so aggressive, but it's just, like, in a, aggressive, it's, like, sexually aggressive in a way that's just, it's hard to fucking explain, like, he doesn't sound like the same rapper the track before, you know, like, it sounds like he's putting on a voice, where it's like, I'm doing this because I know this is fucking hot to you, you know, man, I really have to give props to the production. Uh, Mo B, Easy Mo B, I believe. Mm-hmm. When, yeah. f- for sampling the Red Man uh, uh, lyric. Because for the longest time I'd heard this, I was like, why does it sound like this? What is it? Like, I don't get what's going on. And to find out he's sampling Red Man going, Hey! <laughs> and and the way it leads into the into the chorus, where he goes like, um even though I, I'm known for my one night stands, look here. I want to be an honest man, but temptation is going.
0: Hey, <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, I see what you're doing now. <laughs> is that the one where uh, Mo is actually like singing, also? Yeah, I, yeah. I thought you yeah. did a fine job, actually. Like that was you know, pretty dope, actually. You yeah, don't really hear that that often, where it's like the producer no, you don't. actually like laying some smooth vocals, and but it works. You know, I will say again. Hindsight, though, that one line, or should I wait a while? You decide. If you tell me you don't want it, that's a lie. Uh, no. Uh, and then you check the newspaper, and you remember why he's in jail, and it's like, uh, oh, doesn't help.
1: Uh, open the gates to your waterfall up in heaven, and don't worry,
0: I'll, I'll let, let myself, myself in. in. No, oh, no, 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 no. You know what I think is the most annoying part about this is that we keep saying in, like, with 2018 hindsight or whatever? Yeah, because
1: we know now,
0: yeah. I think it's annoying that we didn't know just that short of a time ago. Like, that's barely 20 years ago, and we were still that fucking ignorant about shit. Like, I mean, we still are. About this type of shit. Because if you even talk about this shit, some people will tell you you're too fucking sensitive.
1: Yeah, I know people are going to be like, oh, you're hating on a legend because you're bringing up rape. Blah, and, you know, women are always lying anyway. Or, blah, 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 blah. Like, yeah. And here's the thing I hate. Let' Because now that we're talking about let's fucking get into it for real, for real, for yeah, real. Yeah, let's take a little sidestep
0: uh, if we're, if we're going to have to. A little, a little detour here.
1: Well, I believe it's Fuck the World where, where he brings it up, right? Starts off the song... Who you calling a rapist? Ain't that a bitch? You devils are so two-faced. Want to see me locked in chains, dropped in shame. And it's like, I... I, uh, Okay, let's talk about it. Because I, I sent you the video yeah. of uh, the woman who who had accused him of um rape. And then it got sort of uh knocked down to just like sexual assault or something like that. Mm-hmm. In the interview, um, the woman says something that really made me take stock of just how fucking muddy everything is right she said um if the exact same assault had happened to me but it had been jerome from up the block that no one knows about no one would have cared about what i went through and so on one level i i like i feel like there is that bit of vindication of like at least someone finally took the assault of a woman seriously, right? Of a black woman seriously. Th- that and that we count as a positive, right? Because of Tupac's former problems with the law, where he had actually shot at an off-duty officer, and so like there's already sort of like, brothers behind the badge already sort of like, hmm, we don't like that guy. So And so when a legitimate accusation comes up, right? the police are going to go extra hard on him because, well, we're trying to get him. There are people who are on Tupac's side and, and in a way, I believe rightfully so, right? Because they're like, The only reason you're doing this is because here's a black dude getting some money. You would not have given a shit if he was some dude. That does not mean, oh, oh, well, the police are corrupt, so that means, therefore, we can't take this rape accusation seriously. Like, no, no, that's not the way that works. This isn't just a case of R. Kelly is touching little girls. Okay, this is an obvious, he is bad and needs to fucking go to jail. You know what I mean? There's an intersection of things where it's just like, fuck, you want things to be clean cut, like... You know, R. Kelly is the bad guy because he's doing this thing to girls. Okay, we can we can call that a spade. You know what I mean? And he's specifically getting away with it because it's it's young black girls that no one cares about. We can call that a spade. We see he is specifically being malicious here, but you know, this is such a fucking when the racial component gets kicked in with the 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 um the uh, sexist component, it just fucks up everything and makes it so much harder. To engage with it. But I believe an artist like this making us engage with it is what's, I think, gonna uh, provide the conversation that moves us forward as a society. Once again, we are getting a look into Tupac's mind. We're not getting a look into the the solved mind of Tupac Shakur, right? This isn't the, you know, at the end of the story, he learned his lesson. No, this is him in the middle of the shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, when you, so when you got a like, song
0: like Heavy in the Game we're just talking about, hey man, you know... The game, you know, it fucked over other people, but it's been okay for, uh, it's, it's been treating me okay so far. And then the very next track, it's about how people <laughs> were fucking killed because of the game. Right. And it's like, whoa, yeah. okay. Like, it feels like it's contradicting, but on the other hand, when you look at it on the, on the point of, like, you know, kind of reflecting and there being two sides of it, you're cool. more willing to look past the fact that it just kind of seems like you're just talking out both sides of your mouth.
1: And actually, can I actually bring up a point? Um, Survivor's guilt. That could be a very big factor. He's saying the game's been good to me, so I'm not gonna complain, but I still feel like shit, because why did I survive and they didn't? You know? So, like I said, there's there's just so many fucking things that you can really talk about and bring out, and that's why I think that he is such a legendary artist in his own right. And what also kind of sucks about him already... Like, me as, you know, I wasn't a critic in 1995. You know, like, I didn't have a say in how popular he is right now, regardless of what I fucking say, you know? So I feel like, in a way, it's just, like, it's a little harder to be, like, retroactively don't listen to these artists that you know you've been listening to for the last 20 years. You know, like, it's such a harder conversation with that plus, like, versus a new artist where it's just, like, oh, I think I want to get into them, oh, they did that shit, right, never mind. You know, like, that's an easier decision to make than, I've already invested all of this time into this artist, and I already know them and their ins and outs, and I love listening to the music, and then being like, oh shit, that was the reality of the situation? Fuck, okay, now I'm, I'm forced to confront certain situations, and I'm forced to think about them, and I'm forced to, you know, so maybe relative to other people and their favorite artists they can start having that conversation because you know no person was like hey i heard tupac beat a woman oh that's why i'm going to become a fan of his." It. like that i'd like to give people the benefit of the doubt is that's not why people listen to problematic artists right you come to them because you relate to them and then you find out these these things about them and from there you go now how do i react to that situation what does my reaction to that person being in that situation say about me on one side. I want to be like, dude, how could you be this horrible to women? Blah, blah, blah. But you know, we can't discount what his journey is at this moment. You know, like we can't act like everyone when they were 10 years old, everyone was sat down and taught about, you know, the way that you're supposed to treat these people in the way. You're supposed to, and don't be said to no, we weren't taught all the intricacies and all that shit of reality. We're barely getting that shit now, you know? So it's just like, and this isn't just someone who was hanging out and this just happened you've heard this album he's held people in his fucking arms that have had their brains hanging out he's in jail he's you know he's had to deal with his mom being a crack fiend he's lived in the fucking hood his whole life where everyone around them treated women like shit this is like so it's like on one level it's like yeah a person does have personal accountability It's like you decided to make these songs that were disrespectful and da 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 but at the same time Can we take into account what's
0: going on around him? You know, like, let's not act like he invented all this shit. Yeah, I think the context is important. The sudden shot to superstardom is likely Mm -hmm. to have a good bit of an impact on you know, the ego uh, the power over other people just saying it's possible. And then
1: going to like, suddenly shooting into fame and then as soon as you get that fame, going into prison
0: Yeah. Uh, I can't be the person to say what that does to somebody, you know? (laughs) You know, I read what this is interesting because when we reviewed um, All Eyes on Me, that double album was written in prison, correct? When I read that during his incarceration for, for the rape charges, when this album came out, he only wrote one song. The contrast of just writing one to writing two fuck discs worth of material. Like, how much changed personally and artistically in that time period between between prison sentences that would drive him to be that to be that prolific concern uh considering the circumstances and the uh the surroundings. Because I saw that he was out on bail because uh Shug Knight and Death Row put up the money in in uh, in return for him putting out three albums for them. Which, you know, we don't know what that effect had on him as a person and an artist and all that being surrounded by Death Row and Suge Knight. Right, exactly. You know, maybe that has something to do with, um, with the perception that we talked about. And how, you know, deep down he doesn't seem like a terrible, awful guy who wants to do all these fucked up things, but you know maybe some people get in your ear you know maybe you're a very influential person
1: i'm gonna say it right now i do give this album a five out of five because of just how important it is and how i feel like we as people in the future this that sounds weird but we as people now have done a disservice by not analyzing you know this sort of this sort of Cause you know it's not like he made this with the intent of being like this is going to be a dissection of the intersection between sexism and racism. No, right. But it's just like how that naturally showed up in this artist's work, you know. And I feel like we need to do more to dissect things like this, um, and really, you know, not not necessarily to justify uh, what what he's gone through. Because like I said, I I feel like when I when I'm saying all this and I'm saying like let's take into account all the shit that he went through. That's not to say. And therefore, you should be okay with him hating. With- no, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's like, but let's at least put it in perspective. So maybe in your life, you can be like, hmm, that's the type of road someone goes down that leads to this mentality, right? That's the type of road. Like, um, you know, the reality is a lot of these songs he talks about. You know, th- this album is actually this is a very interesting point. There's a difference between how rappers talk when they're on that gangster shit, right? There's one who is, I'm the fucking super predator, right? I'm the fuck, I, when I was born out the womb, I'm a dangerous motherfucker and I just want to kill, kill, kill. Now we know that's bullshit, but like, that's the persona that people put out, right? And then there's what I feel Tupac goes for, which is very, I, as I was growing up, this is all the shit I was seeing around me. Need I say the fucking dude's brains fucking hang I was, There were other lyrics, but that one just hit me so goddamn hard. It was just like, holy shit you know like what the fuck do you do with that and you're a fucking kid man you know and and it's like that's why and so all that shit you know once you have the paranoia growing up with death around you all the fucking time once you get to death around the corner you know and they do the allusion to Malcolm X you know oh he just stands outside he just stands next to the window all day with his fucking AK it's like don't you understand why though you yeah, know? did you not mm-hmm. hear all the fucking things he just said about where he grew up? This wasn't of his own volition. He didn't say, let me grow up in this shit, it's part of the neighborhood. This is just where he fucking was. Don't you understand why he's paranoid now?
0: Just as someone listening to the album, uh, for the sake of listening to the album and reviewing it, my enjoyment level of the album would probably hover somewhere around a three, if I'm being honest. I wasn't... I wasn't blown away. Um, the production was very... You know what? Yeah, I will actually
1: agree. There, there are some uh, later songs, especially in the second half, that really feel kind of—they just remixed this sample and pumped it up, and like they didn't really do anything with it. It was that very like '90s loop it and leave it sort of thing.
0: Yeah, like I'm sure for the time it was, you know, it was it was serviceable, but you know, it's it doesn't really stand out amongst you know its fucking contemporaries. If you're gonna say it's it it it's just there. You know, the the main point is supposed to be the lyricism. The beats are just kind of secondary, and unfortunately, they do feel like, you know, they're not shown the same amount of love. Um, but as far as songs that just kind of stuck with me, there weren't really that many, unfortunately. Um, I'm I'm not saying that the song wasn't without its high points, because it, it was, obviously. There were songs that definitely stood out. Um, but I didn't love the album overall, even if you'd strip away the context of what he had been accused of and what he was in prison for and all that. I'm going to say the it being contradictory kind of flip-floppy did kind of take me out of it a little bit. Um, But, you know, I'm still going to say it's worth checking out. You know, it's still, it isn't something to just skip over, especially in his discography. Um, I didn't enjoy it as much as I remember enjoying his debut. Um, I'll say that. I remember liking that one more.
1: It is interesting you say you enjoyed his first album more cuz even though that definitely has more dated production mm. there's a lot more uh clear-headed ideas, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. He's because, not
0: as affected by all this shit yet.
1: Yeah, and at this point the I feel like the temptation to like be that gangster rap persona with no heart, you know, is is creeping in everywhere around this album and of course after he left there were so many rappers willing to come in and say i'll just do the gangster rap shit with no heart i'll do the the super predator fucking propaganda shit you know Mm because like i said if you listen to a lot like even the guys that aren't so great around this time if you listen to a lot of them like even fucking master p even he'll say shit like we grew up without a choice like we have to do this you know like we're not given any other fucking choice tw- what do you expect I can't be an upstanding member of society if I don't have any potential I mean if I don't have any opportunity to be an upstanding member of society so I'm gonna do this shit that's easy and right here like what mm-hmm. the fuck do you expect you know yeah. like that I love when rappers bring out that reality because that's what makes people think about what's going on instead of just be, you know like I said playing that super predator bullshit oh I'm just crazy K I'll fucking just kill you da da no reason you know
0: yeah, it was easier to listen to him on Part-Time Mother and Brenda's Got a Baby and be like, yeah, I believe this stance he has on all of this before all the shit kind of hit the fan. Mm. You know, it, it, was a, it was a different person, which is interesting because on the three albums we talked about, he's a different person on all three, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. They're all from three different, uh, different points in, mm-hmm. the, uh, in the career. He's at literally at different points of his life, like
1: <laughs> the uh, first album. You know, he's young, got got to prove himself. Damn, he did this shit. Qu- oh my god. Yeah, like you seeing that? These <laughs> the albums really did come out quick. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hey, you gotta admire that shit at least.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm ac- I'm absolutely not shitting on his fucking him being prolific and. Putting shit out because he 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 did you know he did and as far as all the shit we'd heard none of it's like of subpar quality you yeah, know yeah
1: like he ne- he has not put out I believe like you you have to be able to admit this he has not put out a whack album
0: as no. far as we've heard so far yeah no no yeah. no and I remember liking All Eyes on Me the least out of the three be- but that's just because it's so goddamn long yeah yeah it did not need to fucking be two hours and change that was a bit uh. Nah.
1: But that was, and, and what sucks is that there was, de- there's definitely a untouchable album within that album, but I think that was kind of caught up in the sort of, uh you know, rap albums need to be bigger, so we're going to make double albums, and, you know, I need to get off my contract sooner, so I'm going to put out two albums at once, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they say, uh, so is the rumor. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? but um, with all that said if there's an album that you would like to hear us talk about on the podcast it is as simple as a one time pledge to patreon.com slash rap critic or patreon.com slash muse want to thank everybody for listening to us this week Uh, if this is your first time listening all of our old episodes are on soundcloud itunes and youtube Um, you can subscribe to us on itunes and get all of the episodes as soon as they drop Uh, follow us on patreon Follow us on Twitter. The links are on the screen if you're watching on YouTube. And until next week, for the Going Off podcast, I'm Muse. And I'm the Rap Critic. And you know they're going to kill you for that three out of five, right? Yeah.